I'm here to announce the Ellie and Bex podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a podcast. Oh God, I can't. I can't do an accent when I'm just by myself and Bex isn't here because then I just sound like I'm being racist. I'm sorry. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Bex is still away on paternity leave, so today it's just my voice on the podcast. Um, but I speak to a lot of callers with some great stories. I ask the question, when have you rescued something? And tell you what, there's a few heroes in our midst. Plus, um, I also go down the path of what got stolen from your doorstep after, I'm not going to lie, a crime against humanity happened against me. So you hear both those stories and more in today's show. Enjoy. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Somebody call the cops. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. A crime has been committed against me and I'm not happy about it. I was playing beach volleyball the other night and didn't have any food in the house and, you know, grocery shelves are unstocked at the moment. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to plan ahead and order some Uber Eats to meet me at home as I get home, right? And so I put the order in while I was still at beach volleyball and then got to my house and kind of forgot about the food. So I went up and had a shower, came back, saw that the order had been delivered like half an hour ago, right? So I went to the front door, checked it. Guess what was missing? My food. So I went back on the app and I checked and there was a picture from the driver saying, hey, here's your food. It's at your doorstep. I've left it there. And sure enough, that was my doorstep. No food. So somebody has seen the Uber driver come to my door, thought, hey, I'm a bit hungry. I am going to steal that food. Not happy about it. It's got to cost me like 65 bucks. Okay, it was for someone else as well. It wasn't just me eating $65 worth of food. Thank you very much. But it's all gone. So then I had to go to IGA and just cook myself dinner. Not happy Jan. So I want to know if anything's ever been stolen from your doorstep. Adam's in Caloundra. Adam, what's been stolen from your doorstep? Um, exactly the same situation, but I was the Uber Eats driver. <gasps> okay. All right. And How does that work? I had, to, I had to prove to them that I didn't just take a picture and put it back in my car. So I had to drive back to show them I didn't take the food. Really? I mean, okay, yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. That thought did cross my mind when my Uber Eats was, was you know, disappeared the other night because I suppose you could technically do that as an Uber Eats driver. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. how rough to be, you know, blamed for something that obviously you didn't do. Yeah, that's, that's right. Sort of, I, I had to go back to show them and show them. They even wanted to see in the boot of my car and everything. Really? Were they very sheepish when they figured out that it wasn't you? Um, yeah, they sort of said, all oh, right, that's all right. And then they just sort of went inside. Yeah, right. Oh, so, that's rough. Have you, do you hear of it happening a lot in in the biz? Yes and no. Yeah. Like, we've, obviously, with COVID, where you just leave it on the door, that's really the only option that Uber gives you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's basically, once I've left it at your door, realistically, it's left my responsibility. Yeah, right. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I take a picture to show you that it's there. Yeah. Exactly. That's the, I mean, that's all you can do, right? Crazy. Yeah, all right. Well, um, I'm glad that you were vindicated in the end. Sorry that happened to you. Um, go easy on Uber drivers, Sunny Coast. That's that's the moral of this story. Sue in Noosa Heads, what's been stolen from yours? All right. So basically, it was my uh, my daughter's 18th birthday last year, early in December, mm-hmm. and we had ordered about 
there's about there's about 80 people there, 80 people. Mm-hmm. And we ordered just a heap of pizzas and garlic bread. Didn't want to cook. Just got it all sorted. Uh, and some of the kids actually came to our house that weren't invited and stole it. <gasps> You're kidding. The gate crashes stole the food. <gasps> <laughs> They didn't even come in and give us a slice. They just they just took it and ran. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you just know that those kids are going to grow up to be, like, organised crime syndicate leaders, you know? Absolutely. Like, that is a Absolutely. calculated crime. Wow. So did you, able, were you able to get your money back or, you know? Any... Oh, Domino's was actually really good about it. We had the Coolum Beach Domino's and yeah. they just, they actually offered to get 50% of our money back, which was really lovely of them. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That is such good service. It was nothing to do with them. Yeah, Carl, who was the manager at the time, not sure if he is now, but he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, right. And he really helped us out. And what did you really do with great. all the hungry kids? What did you feed them in the end? Oh, we ended up getting Chinese. It was the <laughs> quickest thing and the only thing open at that hour. So There you go. Not a bad substitution. Thanks, Sandy. Let's go to Mel in Calandra. Mel, what have you had stolen from your doorstep? Well, it actually wasn't me. It was, um, I worked at a hospital and there was a doctor I worked with. Somebody stole, she had five pairs of shoes at her front door and they stole one of each shoe. <laughs> So then she ended up with five shoes and no pairs. What is going through that thief's mind? That's what I want to know. Like, is it just, I'm going to do this to be a bit of a, a D-bag, you really think? Or I, I, well, it would have to be because why on earth would you do it? Yeah. I mean, I just, the poor bugger then, yeah, she had no shoes because she had no pairs and... Oh, that is so annoying. I mean, maybe it's a one-legged thief, you know? Maybe they, they've got a, a foot in a moon boot at the moment and just needed one side, but that's the only explanation and, and, I could and think and of. She just happened to have, and she just happened to have the same size. Yeah, exactly. Oh, or, or else it was like someone who holds a gripe against your, your friend, you know, like someone who's mad and I'm just, instead of TPing the front yard, they're sh- one shoe stealing, you know? Well, possibly, but no one's ever come forward. No one's ever told her that, hey, I was the one that took all your shoes. Here's the other ones. Yeah, right. Well, you know what? There's just some dirty dogs out there. Stop stealing things, thieves of the sunny coast. We don't enjoy it, okay? (laughs) Ellie and Bex. 91.9. And, hey, if you're someone who's hated wearing a face mask over the past two years, then I've discovered today a bit of a tidbit that'll make the whole thing have a bit of a silver lining. And that is that a study has revealed that wearing a face mask makes you more attractive, guys. How good's that? Apparently they've somehow determined by testing people um, with face masks on or with face masks off and how attractive others find them that your brain sees the eyes and just guesses what the rest of the face looks like. So often they guess best-case scenario and that makes you more attractive. So if you're going on a date soon, hot tip from me, pop a mask on or if you've got a dating profile, forget the photo with a fish, pop a photo of you with a little light blue disposable surgical mask on and boom, you'll be walking down the aisle in no time. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Want to ask the question? Five four five double one nine one nine. What have you rescued in your lifetime? Have a listen to this and tell me if you think you can figure out what exactly it is. I mean, if you guessed 
a baby lapwing chick being rescued from a drain by Australia Zoo wildlife warriors, then you would have been correct. There's a really, really cute video on their Facebook page at the moment of someone from the rescue unit reaching their arm down this drain, which, I mean, I'm not going to lie, that takes a lot of courage to pop your arm down a drain. You don't know what's down there. There could be snakes. There could be spiders. To get this, like, baby chick out and then it gets reunited with its mum and they just walk away together. It is, it's it's heartwarming stuff, which is what we all need a bit of right now. But it got me thinking about the things you've rescued and I want to hear your stories. So call me now, 545-11919. Up for grabs is a $100 gold class voucher. I'm going to be giving that to the best calls we get today. Uh, so give me a call and tell me. Maybe you had a baby koala stuck in your cubby house. I once rescued a dog that was running in the middle of the road yeah, it was running down a busy road. I, I got out of my car, went and kind of tackled it safely, nicely, gently, and brought it back to its owner. I mean, I don't want to call myself a hero, but some of us might. Rod is in Duna. Hello, Rod. How you going, Ellie? Good, thanks. What have you rescued? Um, a guy and his son out of the mouth of Roach River. Whoa, an actual human being. Yeah, and his son. I was fishing down the mouth of Roach River one afternoon and... Um, We've seen some lady going sort of a bit frantic on the beach. Yeah. And uh, she's pointing out my mouth. And her boyfriend was with the sun and they were getting pushed out the low tide and pushed into the deeper water and, yeah, they couldn't really get back. Oh, my goodness. So what did you do? Just dive in and grab them? No, I was in my boat. So oh, I went okay. out there and I've had a little bit of experience in waves and whatnot, so I was lucky I didn't lose myself, bury myself in the water. But, yeah, I pulled the sun out and then got him in the boat and got him back to shore safely. Oh, my goodness. Are they, like, forever in your debt now? Do they keep in touch and, you know, send you a Christmas card each year? Don't be silly. Oh, there was no. nothing. They didn't give me, I got nothing. I said, oh, I can't give you anything. I got nothing. Blah, blah. Thank you, thank you. And that was it. I said, don't worry about it. Oh, it's all good. Really? Are you a bit salty yeah. about that? Are you a bit like, hold on, I just saved a life. I just, I just saved two lives. I deserve a bit more. Uh, universe will give it back to me somewhere else. Oh, that is a good attitude to have. I think we can all learn from that, <laughs> myself included. Well, well done, Rod. Uh, You're a hero to me. Cool, thanks. <laughs> Maddie's in Nambour. What have you rescued, Mads? Um, yeah, well, I rescued my cat um, who became our, like, uh, family animal. Like, like, was it a stray cat and you just took it in and then all of a sudden, boom, you got yourself a new pet? Um, no, well, we, my husband, we used to live up in Emerald, mm. and as if you know Emerald, it's stinking hot, like it's bloody like 45 degrees on an average day, yeah. and um, my husband worked in a shed um, up, up there, and there was a little kitten that was underneath the, one of the shipping containers, <gasps> and it, it would have been only 10 days old. Oh. Um, and he called me saying, um, I just picked up a, a cat. Can you come down right now? So I rushed down to where he was working, mm-hmm. um, pick, picked up this cat, nursed it back to health. They gave it a 10% chance to survive without its mum. Um, and it's still alive to this day. Oh, my goodness. That is a beautiful story. What did you call it? Did you call it something like Lucky or like... No, nah, Cosmo. Cosmo. Okay. Like Cosmo Cremo, because I love Seinfeld. <laughs> okay. All right, so nothing to do with the way that it was found. Oh, that's yeah. a great story. I'm glad everything turned out well. Uh, thanks for your call, Maddie. That's so good. Thank you. Myla Rose in Caloundra, tell us, what have you rescued? An animal. <laughs> Which type of animal? <laughs> a crested pigeon. A crested pigeon. Okay, what was wrong with the crested pigeon? Where did you find it? In our backyard, it fell out from the tree. It fell. 
Oh, poor thing. Why did it fall out from the tree? It hurt its little wing and it was a bit sick. Oh, so what did you do with it? I rescued it. Yeah, and did you take it to a wildlife centre or somewhere? We put it in a box in the garage. So, and my mum was going to wash it, but sadly it passed away. Oh, Milo. That's so sad. Did you have a little funeral for it? My dad put it in the bush. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like you did everything you could. Well done. And thank you for your call. It's okay. <laughs> Let's move on to Sandy and Donnybrook. Sandy, um, what have you rescued in your lifetime? I actually rescued my little sister from drowning <gasps> many years ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is traumatic. What happened? Uh, we were living on a property at the time. There'd been lots of rain and the creek on the property was really flooded and uh, really flowing fast. And mm. we kids went down for a look at it, um, went a bit too close, um, as we were not supposed to do. And um, she sort of got swept away in it and dragged my hands as she was sort of getting pulled in. And, and she was only in oh, about grade three, I think, at primary school. And so I sort of got yeah, pulled in too and then had to sort of battle the really fast-flowing creek sort of thing to um, bring us back out quite a few hundred metres down. Oh, so my that, goodness. <laughs> that is scary. so scary. <laughs> All right. Well, same question I asked to Rod before who said he saved two people from drowning. Is she forever indebted to you now? Does she? Do you remind her of it a lot? Uh, I haven't reminded of her I haven't reminded her of it for years and years. She was pretty indebted to me at the time, as were my parents. Yeah. They were like, you know, I thank God, Sandy. And my whole school, it was the swimming carnival time, and I'm not actually a very strong swimmer, but it was just sheer will that I kept yeah. swimming to get us to the edge. I can still to this day remember her clutching me around the neck. Oh, and, my um, goodness. It's... Um, Everybody at my school thought I was just like the best swimmer. They wanted me to go in all these swimming things at the swimming carnival. And I was like, I'm not a good swimmer. Who's the one who's going to sit in an amazing club? And I was like, that was just too well. I'm not a good swimmer. <laughs> because I'm really not. It was just that I thought, I can't, I can't get, stop fighting because mum and dad will lose both of us. So, yeah, um, no. Oh, adrenaline yeah, kicks so in in those, just, in those up moments. I just kept swimming. Yeah, Good I managed on you. to finally get some footing. So. Well, if I were yeah, you, I'd remind her of it. Again now. Yeah, just do it just <laughs> before Christmas so you get a really good present or something, okay? <laughs> Ellie and Bex. 91.9, see you then.